Welcome to Music Industry City Tuesday Talkies, where we discuss what's going on in the world of music business. I'm Peter Schwing, and joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Sam Tall, Aisha Adamo, Stephanie Carlin, and The Duke. If there's something you'd like to chime in about, let us hear your thoughts in the comments below. So, today, let's talk about a new look. You got a new look, new vibe. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to be cranking out more of these. So we appreciate you tuning in. And again, if you have any comments or thoughts, you know, something you want us to talk about, leave them in the comment section below. So today, Steve Stout of United Masters, well, it wasn't today he said it, but it was the other day, but we're going to talk about it today, said Drake going independent would end the music business. Facebook is officially launching licensed music videos next month. And remember to give yourself a pat on the back for just getting through the day. And plus, the $600 per week pandemic cash is coming to an end. How can you trust yourself to monetize your calling? So let's get to it. In a YouTube discussion with Russ at the United Masters SelectCon event, Steve Stout loudly stated Drake going independent would end the music business. The assertion is that Drake's independence makes yet another case study of an artist controlling their fortunes. But is it a total misrepresentation? Here with his thoughts on this is Sam Tall. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing good, Peter. How are you? Fantastic. You, you've been like on a the... United the new yeah. frame and everything, the yeah. new theme song. We're killing it out here. I know. We're going to have some titles for you and everything. And we're all doing this live. So, and you know, you never know what happens on live YouTube, live Facebook, live whatever platform we're going to we go. be on. <laughs> so uh, you are on a United Masters kick lately. So uh, it was an interesting discussion I, of, the, of the YouTube video. I'm going to put the links in the show notes. Uh, you want to dive deeper into it? Uh, sure. So I know last week we talked a little bit about United Masters and their select program and the value add of that. Um, I've been seeing a lot of commentary about United Masters lately, especially in the Artist Managers Connect Facebook group. People are looking for a solution that really, you know, can can help them accomplish their career goals. Here's the thing. All distributors, in my opinion, all distributors are basically the same thing. They're all kind of it's commodified now, your ability to get to the market. There are so many options, and there are options that are built on top of other options. Fuga powers a lot of other distributors without anybody really being aware of it, um, in addition to being a direct distributor themselves for labels and other entities. So I get why there's a lot of conversation around distribution. All we can really do these days is stream, which is a big part of what I talked about last week, You know, concerts especially as we start to reclose parts of the U.S., especially as uh, Live Nation starts to realize their driving concerts are not a sustainable model, we're going to continue refocusing on um, digital media output, uh, especially with streaming music and streaming video. Now, the thing with United Masters is it, it, I mean, it starts like a great concept, but um, it, every time we hear a little bit more about new initiatives or every time Steve Stout, the founder, goes out and, and, and makes some kind of big statements about i mean frankly this drake thing was a little offhand it was like a one-line thing in a larger conversation but it captured the attention of a lot of people and drove headlines and i just want to dispel something drake going independent is not going to be the end of the music industry it's not a literal sense i think steve meant it you know a little bit hyperbolic but let's unpack it a little bit um the assertion is that drake going independent because he himself is an artist drives so much market share for any artist. He's, you know, a bigger business unto himself than many independent labels. 
Um, by him going independent, it sets the precedent for a lot of other artists to try and follow that model. The thing is, a lot of artists are already following that model. Millions of artists distributing through a, do a dozen different distributors are already following that model. But on the one hand, nobody's going to quite follow Drake's path exactly because his started with major label record deals. It started, you know, over 10 years ago in terms of distributing mixtapes in his first couple of albums. Uh, and it started and that started from him being a, an actor already and having having capital to invest in his music career and relationships to build on top of. Um, the same can be said for, you know, Macklemore or Chance the Rapper, artists who are, no, you know, famously independent and unsigned and all this kind of stuff. But they start from a place of either having spent a lot of time deeply invested in the scene and building relationships that can help them elevate or having access to resources and people and time and things that a lot of artists don't have access to. So there's still going to be a world in which we have record labels. There's still going to be a world in which DIY artists can succeed, though perhaps not to the point of a million dollars a week like Steve Stout and Russ were talking about for Drake. Russ's target is a million dollars a month in revenue. Um, and he's an artist who himself has been at this for quite a while and who has, you know, worked really hard to get to the place that he's at. Anyone can have any opinion they like about his commentary or his music or whatever, but he's really successful and he's going to accomplish what he sets out to accomplish, but not everybody's going to have that same success. There is not the possibility for everybody to win. And so that's the issue I take with United Masters. That's the issue I take uh, with this sort of presumption that uh, breaking the mold means everybody's going to live in this utopian uh, version of the music industry. Would, wouldn't it be beneficial for United Masters if, like, say, Drake went independent and then used UM as their distributor? So sure. I mean... It, it would be great. I'm sure Steve would love that. Uh, let's also keep in mind that uh, Drake's brand, OVO, October's very own, is his company, is his you know brand name, is his whole vehicle for everything. And whether OVO is distributed through Warner or anybody else, he's as independent as any independent label distributing through through ADA or 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 Caroline or anything like that. So. Yeah, and and the end of the music business, I you know that that's definitely just you know trying to draw in that attention it's to it's to make a statement and you know it's not going to be the end of the music business i mean because like you were saying many people many artists are invested in other things they invest in different startups and they invest outside the music industry because they operate as a business so you see so much of that going on so thanks sam that you know that's great information you know i lo always love you know, hearing like, you know, when Steve Stout talks, it's like people are going to listen because it, it's going to entice some kind of discussion. And one of the big discussions right now is next month, Facebook is rolling out officially licensed videos and page owners will have until August 1st to toggle a switch on their page to sync their videos or Facebook will automatically create a page of videos if they didn't. Artists will ha not have to manually upload their videos or even provide links. Instead, by enabling the settings, artists are given Facebook permission to add music videos to their page where they can be discovered by fans on the page's video tab. Here with us to talk more about this is the Duke. What's going on, sir? How you doing? I think you gotta hit that unmute button there. Boom. 
Sorry about that. That's um, all right. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I like this Facebook thing. It really kind of brought a lot of things into my head, which is about um, distribution, which you kind of touched on with the Drake thing. And, um, you know, if you remember the video rental business back in the days, Blockbuster, and you had Hollywood Video was their, you know, competitor. And then they basically just disappeared completely, right? Because video became distributed online. And now we have the same thing with music. And um, all music is distributed online, like we said before. So if Drake wanted to go independent, he wouldn't, who cares? And they're going to find your music anyways, right? But here's the thing about the Facebook thing and, and music in general now, it's like, if you had put out any record at any time during starting from maybe 10 years ago till today, that record is going to continue to exist. Your bands might not exist. You might not be writing songs, but your videos will continue to exist. Now that Facebook is launching their video thing, they're going to make a page for you just like YouTube does. And you're going to exist on all these platforms, whether you're even in this world, you might already be deceased. And all your records are going to go on Facebook now. They're going to go on YouTube. And I thought, man, that's so interesting. You know, I had a manager back in the days and he was signed to some label at some point and their band was called something and they put out one album. And I said, man, that's so cool. How am I going to find it? And I had to go on, on Amazon and get the record for $3 and have it like brought to my house so I could say, man, I really like this song. And now it's like, you don't need any of those things, man. Your records will exist forever and uh, long past you're gone. They'll be on a new platform, whatever the new TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. The record that you put out 10 years ago will still exist in 50 years. And uh, that's the music business. Rest in peace, Hollywood video. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. And that's all I got to say. Right on, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I was going through some, uh, you know, during quarantine, many of us have gone into storage and dug up some old memories or like kind of cleaned up and minimized. And I found my Blockbuster card, I found like my uh, 112 video card and everything, and it just brought back so many memories. But, it, you know, again, and you, when VHS and when you would buy a concert, you know, uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, and you'd buy that concert or that video or the making of the videos. And it's just a different platform in, in the sense of like how to get that delivery to what's, you know, to the consumer. Yeah, it's you're going to it's going to be delivered. You know what I mean? It's just now the whole thing. This is the whole business right here. And this is the Drake thing, right? It's like, how do you get people to know you exist? It's not how do you get them the music? That's easy. Now it's how do you get them to go type it in on Google and YouTube? That's the whole music business right there. Right on. All right. Dave, thank you so much, sir. Always a pleasure. Love hearing what you're coming up with. So uh, moving on, it's like in these unusual times and I didn't want to say unprecedented because everybody's saying unprecedented if I had a nickel. So unusual times, uh, it's easy to feel the weight of mental duress during, you know, coming from at you from all angles. Sometimes we need to remember to give ourselves a pat on the back just for getting through the day. Here to talk about why you should remember to congratulate yourself is Aisha Adamo. Aisha, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Peter? Good, good. How's everything? Good. It's good to be here today and, you know, talk about giving ourselves a little cheer up, a little pat on the back, oh, you know, yeah. with, yeah, right. We all need it. <laughs> we all need it. I can use a pat on the back right now. So I'm going to let you ride with this. Take it away. Give it a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, you know, with all the eagerness to open things back up and to get back to work, there's been a lot of neglecting to acknowledge We've all really been through something in these past four months, and we're still going through it. 
So even if the pandemic were to end tomorrow, which it shows no sign of doing in the United States, although other places are doing better, but we won't get into that, we're still rocking in the wake of something that <laughs> has created very large waves that have come crashing through our society. And in the midst of all this, it's so important to remember to celebrate the little wins in your life, even the tiny ones, and exercise the muscle of actually congratulating yourself more often. Now, I know that um, self-congratulations have had a bit of a bad rap lately, but I think for the majority of people out there, beginning a practice of self-praise won't turn you into an orange-faced man with a comb-over and a personality disorder, or several personality disorders, according to his niece. Giving yourself some self-congratulations will actually be what helps you get through these times. It can be a real life raft for you. Um, so we all need something to cheer us on. And as we put one foot in front of the other, we're just trying to make it work in the midst of a trauma that's still happening. We have less people around us to give us that pat on the back. We don't have as many interactions with others to say, hey, you did it, or like give us that self-assurance that we need. So we have to find the place in ourselves to give ourselves that self-assurance when we don't have people around. They're just not here. So especially for performing artists and musicians, we're also lacking the audience that we often get feedback from that really boosts us up. We desperately need to cheer ourselves on. And it's okay to do that. It's okay to be proud. It's okay to congratulate yourself on the tiniest stuff and do it often. So whether it's checking off that gnarly task on your to-do list or just managing to brush your teeth and wear pants for your next Zoom call. I actually wore pants today. I'm congratulating myself on that. I want to invite you to pat yourself on the back and say it out loud. Good job. You did it. You got this. And let yourself hear it when you say it out loud. Actually let your ears hear it as your mouth say it, says it. Um, proclaim a toast to yourself. Actually, you know, pour the bubbly and toast yourself. Give yourself a gold star sticker like in kindergarten. You deserve it. Because if you're still standing in times like these, that's actually a lot. So wear it loud and proud. Right on. And it's going back to the, uh, what was the movie, American Beauty, where it's like Kevin Spacey was like, I rule. Now, while Kevin Spacey <laughs> might not rule the character, <laughs> let's do it. We're, we're talking about the character. And, you know, and it is like those kind of things that can help give you that better, like, you know, that give you that pat on the back. You're like, I just completed this massive task. It's like, yeah, you know, ring that bell. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Ringing it. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, I congratulate you on everything that you've done, Aisha. I know. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got to get a plug in. Let's get, let's get this plug in. Your, your movie, your film. Yes. Well, okay. Which well, I have a couple films showing at festivals, but I do uh, my film, We Are the Prototypes, which is very music friendly. It's a lot like Spinal Tap, but it's an electropop band that makes music for cats. Um, we Are the Prototypes is showing at Gen Con, and I'll also be on some panels talking about it. And also, it's going to be actually in theaters if they're open um, at the Alamo Draft House in Winchester, Virginia, as part of um, Genre Blast. That will be at the end of August. So look out for it. Right on. Well, you go. Congratulations. So thanks a lot. <laughs> See you back next week.
All right. So, you know, give yourself a pat on the back and you'll find other people who give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, on the flip side of giving yourself a pat on the back, uh, we do have that the $600 a week pandemic cash is coming to an end and the music industry is left to scramble in uncertainty once again. So here to talk about how not to slip into that starving artist mindset is Stephanie Carlin and how, you know, tell us, Stephanie, you know, I know you're talking about like how you can trust yourself to monetize your calling. Thanks for having me, Peter. Yeah, the uh, $600 a week pandemic cash is running out. And uh, we are in the middle of a reinvention, not just in this industry that really wasn't working all that spectacularly, but we are also in a personal reinvention. And right before the reinvention is the crisis. It's just the cycle of what is life, decay, death, rebirth. And as we're in this really uncomfortable space between death and rebirth, it is imperative that you trust yourself. Yeah, you can't count on your government to deliver safety. You can't count on mainstream media to deliver the truth. You can't count on your stimulus check to provide security. No, this time is forcing us to figure out how the hell to trust ourselves. And there ain't nothing more conditioned in our brainwashing to get us all crazy than money. Money makes us crazy, but money is an energetic signature and declaration of how much we're worth. And we're birthed into a paradigm that dictates to us how little we're worth. So your mission is to fully reject this paradigm. And we do that by getting real about our belief systems around money and how they unconsciously dominate us. And I want you to put yourself in one of these four categories. Um, are you in a survival mentality with money where money is a tool for getting by? You live paycheck to paycheck. You play not to lose. That's the survival mentality. Are you in the saving mentality? Like you only shop when there's a sale or you spend more time doing something yourself to save money, but you're actually wasting time. It's like that, that coupon clipper life. That's the saving mentality. Or are you in a comfort mentality where you're not obsessed with money anymore? You've let go of that money is the answer and it's just a tool to have more comfort and luxury in your life. Or are you in a rich and abundant mentality where there's always more than enough, money always flows to you, you pay for the best and you're happy to do it. That's the rich and abundant mentality. So what I ask you today is to assess which category are you? Are you in a survival, saving, comfort, or rich and abundant mentality? And what would it take for you to move up just one rung of the ladder from wherever you are? So if you're in a survival mentality, what would it take to step into a savings mentality? Or if you're in the comfort mentality, what would it take to step into a rich and abundant mentality? And the first place to look to untether yourself from this is to see where you're still attached to how you failed. And us artists, us people in this industry, we have a lot of stuff around failure. And as we all pivot and shift, the most dangerous place to be is in an identity crisis with your failures. What do I mean? What I mean is that we identify ourselves by our failures. And when we do this, it's incredibly hard to move forward. It's about where we're still attached to the past and clearing those attachments so we can move forward. If something's lingering even 10, 15, 20 years ago, a part of you is still attached to the past. And so there must be a death in order to rebirth. You trust yourself to make a rich and abundant living off your calling in this industry by dealing with what you make money mean about yourself. And the way we view money is the way we view our worth in the world. 
So I ask you to do the work to stop betraying yourself, stop violating your gifts because of how you or your parents or your soul failed. Use the precious period we have now of death and rebirth to trust yourself to step into your highest truth. Because as every goddamn car commercial says, now more than ever, well, it's true. Now more than ever, the collective is calling for you to step up. I love it. And and you were talking about the, you know, shifting the mindset and, and looking at like savings. And so, so many you, you've seen, you know, probably seen on the, on the, you know, in the news or just, you know, the site, you know, business insider or something like that, where they're saying, you know, what to do with a thousand dollars, how to invest a thousand dollars. And you have all these financial coaches and everything, but as an artist, many times, many artists don't look at their career as a financial, they don't want to be considered a business and in life and just in general, just between learning some how to take a hundred dollars and what to do with a hundred dollars and then build from there. Because when you start generating more revenue over time, it's like, what do I need to do with this? But you've already learned. So you go into this kind of savings mindset into preparing yourself for the future and you've put add more value to your own services, to your own music, to your own content creations and everything and to yourself. And you're talking about that line that an artist has to toe, that you are a business entity, but that, uh, you know, your soul is being expressed through your art and it can't be tainted by some of these business practices. So it's very two forked and, uh, there's mastery to, to towing that line. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It's always a pleasure. And that's going to be it for today. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you want to chat with our host, stick around for the after show conversation. And if you find this interesting, please hit that subscribe button and ring the notification bell to be alerted about new shows. You can also find us at Music Industry City and on your favorite podcast player. Thank you again to our hosts, Sam, Aisha, Stephanie, and the Duke. See you next time.